Tuesday, May 25th, episode 73 of The Hezzy. Brought to you by BasketballGods.net. Jordan Clarkson wins the sixth man of the year. And you know what I realized that I, I'm very happy that they're doing is they're announcing the awards like they should, right? They're trickling them out as the playoffs go on. Because remember the last few seasons they had that uh, that like award, NBA awards thing that got, it got kind of cringy. Like I, I, I'm already tired of seeing some of the stuff these dudes trying to get off with their wardrobes. I don't need to see it at an award show. I also like how they did it with Joe. Um, but, you know, in hindsight, Ingles probably should have won it, right? Because what is he, 36? It was cool. I thought he was happy for Clarkson and it was a cool moment. But after watching, I was like, damn, man, Ingles is probably in his last season or two. I know he's been a journeyman. It would almost been cooler for him to get it where I think we're going to see Jordan Clarkson nominated for this award for the next few seasons. So he may win a couple of them. Would have been kind of cool to see Ingles get it. Other news, it was also announced that Andrew Wiggins is going to play for Team Canada this summer. I don't love Wiggins playing for Team Canada because, you know, I, I think, one, he needs some rest, right? It was well publicized. You know, he played every game, right? Knees through knee soreness, this and that. He's a very durable dude. But I also want to see him with just some skill development. This offseason, I'll go through all the Warriors' main players and break down what they need to do and what I think they can do to be better players, except for Steph, because, well, you know, he's maxed out. No, I kid. But, you know, he needs some skill development, particularly with his handle. Love to see the free throws come up. That That's probably more of a mental thing. There is a little mechanical thing at the top of his free throws that I'll go into. But his handle needs to be tightened up. He really only goes right. What I see with it is he... uh he doesn't have the ball in his hand enough. He basically pitter-patters the ball. When you watch a great ball handler, the ball is in their hands literally more than other guys. They're able to cup it, uh, hang dribble, you know, pause with it, and, and that allows them to have more control. And if you watch Wiggins, his hands are certainly big enough, but he kind of just patters at the ball, and so that needs to be refined. Let's move into these two games. Heat Bucks. The Bucks come out and just kind of bullied them, right? But it was one of those starts where Giannis comes down, hits a three, Middleton hits a three, Holiday hits a three. All of a sudden, it's like 12 to two. But it was the bench for the Bucks that made sure this was never a game. Connington, Forbes, Portis, 16 combined threes. Brent Forbes hit eight of them bitches. And so it was kind of one of those games where it was over before it began. It was one of the, you start shaking your head. You're like, oh, he hit that. Oh, he hit that. Right. And you look up and it's a 20 point game before you know it. In a playoff game, in a game two, that's a tough scenario on the road. You saw the Heat dig up Dwayne Dedman. Gave him some good minutes. What do you have, like 19 points and 12? But what's up with Miami's rotation? Look, I know Tyler Hero has had a slump, a sophomore slump, but they're playing Ariza 30-plus minutes. No precious Achua. I get there's young players, but I don't know, man. I think Spoh's in a tough spot where, you know, he wants to lean on his vets Physically, can they hold up? You might want to go to the young guys. It's kind of like a night-to-night -night basis. I don't think Miami's rotation is as tight as we've seen it in the past as far as they know what they're going to get from these guys. Is Bam hurt? I think that's another question, right? He's been, Bam has really struggled in these two games. You know, there's rumblings about his back. He doesn't look like he's moving right. But remember, traditionally, this is who they are, right? I had a theory in the bubble, I, you can go look up the video, it's on YouTube, that the stop and restart from last year 
helped Miami more than any other team. Because if you look historically at what Miami's problem is, they peak too early in the year, right? The, the, the heat culture, right, that we all hear about and how they push their players so hard physically. They're always injured when, when push comes to shove at the end of the season. And you saw it happen in the finals, but they got to the finals. And right now, I'm looking at a roster, Butler, Bam. These guys look spent here in round one. Because again, this was a not even a full season, a condensed one where I remind you when the pandemic hit, right, they got all the time to kind of freshen up and uh, get restart and peak again. And that's partly why I think they made it through the bubble like they did. I also want to give Lopez some love. I think he's done a lot of homework on Bam. I think he's seen him enough times. He knows his spots and he's figured out how to use his size to kind of keep him off those spots. Real quick, though, who you got in a scrap, Hero or DiVincenzo? Because I feel like DiVincenzo would light his ass up, right? And then he'd probably say something like, cuz, after he got up off. What you talking about, I man? See, I, I told you, it wasn't a game. What am I supposed to talk about, right? It was a 30-point blowout the whole game. I got I to gotta come up with something. You know, a little white boy scrap or something. Nah, man, but obviously Miami is a team that's not going to fold. We know that. We know that their DNA, they're going to battle and they're going to battle. And I think... The way they lost last night, it's kind of easy to write it off and say, okay, well, the Bucs were just hot, right? My eye test tells me a little bit different, though. I think the Bucs have a swagger and a confidence. Feels a little different right now, man. And I think it's having Drew. I think it's having PJ. But mostly, it's Giannis having experience. You hear his comments? I don't know if this year is going to be a different team. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't say that. Uh, it might be the same. Who knows? It might. We'll see. The results are going to, uh, going to talk, talk on themselves at the end. Uh, but at the end of the day, is I don't get too high, don't get too low. I feel like last year, probably because of the bubble, you know, wasn't able to get away from basketball, like losing a game and just going to the hotel and seeing the players that just beat you. You, like, got too low yourself and uh then you listen to the media what the media has to say and they say oh they're terrible and you kind of take it uh too hard and you're like oh man are we terrible you know so so and then when you win a game oh they're so great oh yeah you well, we're so great yeah we're gonna win the whole thing. Don't, you know don't get too high don't get too low just go out there do what you do compete uh because at the end of the day uh we're not gonna win 16 uh game straight, you know, and uh, hopefully we don't, we don't lose four games straight. Now, I initially hated the comments, but then I realized what he was doing. He was releasing the pressure valve. He has now felt the disappointment of losing enough, the expectations of winning enough. And he's played it the other way around. We've seen him do that, right? Where he's like, it's, it's championship or bust. And he's put all the pressure on his back. I think that's his natural instincts. So now with a little more experience and a little more savvy, I think internally he feels the same way. But he's not going to project that because what I see him doing is he's trying to take the pressure off his teammates. He's like, hey, guys, we got to go play ball. You never know what's going to happen. And I, I think it's slick, man. I think he's maturing. It's cool to see. So... You know, Miami's going to fight, right? You know they'll get at least one down in Miami, but my sense is that the Bucs, they, they just, they have a confidence. They're not going to let that happen again, right? I think there is a part of this series that goes back to last year's, right? Where Milwaukee's like, nah, not today. Denver, Portland. Denver comes out 
the desperate team, as they should, dropping game one at home. Jump all over Portland. Second quarter, here comes Dame. Boy, once he starts to get hot, Greg, there's just very little you can do defensively. And he's greedy, which is what you want from great players. You know, when he starts to feel it, he understands not only, and what I love about this, it's it's not selfish. Like, he understands when I got it going, I got to deliver. I got to help my team. And that's what he's doing in this game. He's been impressive. So he goes nuts to pull them back with a 20-point quarter, eight threes in the half. Hoopers take notice because there aren't a bunch of fancy moves. It's really just a split dribble and that punch, that hard punch dribble that allows him to get into that three ball. What he hit eight of them in the second quarter, right? But there's just variations, the split, the split, change your pace, punch dribble. Everybody wants, oh, hang, cross, da 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 If you watch Dame and his... His uh, dribble set, right, his size-up package, it's simple yet so effective because it's mastered and it's that punch. And the pickup, the gather, is one of the most underrated tools. How quick and clean can you gather the ball? I think there's too much focus put on moves to get to the spot. But the elites, it's the pickup. It's the gather that set them apart and great shooters They find a way to seam up on the ball regardless how they got the ball up to their set point. Joker no slouch himself, though. 25 and a half to Dame's 32. And, you know, you watch Portland, and for all the defensive and size limitations, they're battle-tested, right? This is a team that's been through it before. They're not going to blink when they go down big. Second half, Aaron Gordon starts on Dame. That was impressive and power forward able to guard Dame and him being asked to do more defensively. I think what you saw was it led him to rattle in a few threes. It gave him some confidence. His defense led to his offense. And a lot of the time, I think you see that it takes the pressure off your offense. When you're a suspect shooter, right? You're not, you're not the strongest offensive player. If you're doing a whole lot on the defensive end, it relieves that pressure on the other end. Just ask Draymond. Shit. Mellow. After that big game one back in Denver, he must have went and saw a girl he used to know, right? Because his legs look drained. You know, I don't know, man. I I heard a topic, though. Was Melo ever as good as Jokic now? It was funny because the thread that I was reading, it was so split. But whoever side people were on, it was like definitive. Like, oh, that's not even a question or that's disrespectful. Like, how could you say that, right? Whichever side it was, it, there was no like gray area. You it, People were riding for their guy. To me, I think Joker is better. I do. And, you know, there was a time where Melo was the easiest bucket in the league. Meaning like he, he'd get you, he's the best bucket getter in the league, right? And he was clutch. And people love that. People love clutch bucket getters. But overall, I mean, Look at what Denver's doing right now with this roster. And they're winning, I think, an, as an overall impact in the game. To me, I think that Jokic is the better player. But I thought it was an interesting proposition here. You see Melo back in his old stomping grounds. Whoever the announcer was last night, though, calling Melo Anthony is just nasty, right? You want to talk about disrespect, calling him Anthony during the call? Come on, man. Denver kept Portland at arm's length the entire second half as Dame cooled off, you know, and again, give 
Aaron Gordon some credit, but I think part of it was Dame just used his juice in that first half. You know, 32 in the half, someone else got to chip in. I think the only really interesting thing late in that game, I've never seen Jokic that hot. He got called for tugging on Cantor's arm, went to the bench, got teed up. The thing is, when you are when you do the, the arm pull, when you're jousting for position, it always gets called, right? Because it just looks so blatant. It's it's like a, it's a violent movement usually. And so he got hit with that. And then, you know, it's funny, man, watching Cantor try to defend, it's almost as if he can't walk and chew gum at the same time, right? He can only focus on one thing at a time. And so any type of screen action is a problem for him. He can only focus on the ball. It's like a dog with a bone. It's hilarious, man. And I like Cantor, but you you just see his problems defensively. He there's no uh he's too easily fooled, right? Because the effort is there. He wants to defend. It's kind of sad to watch. <laughs> um but thinking about it, you know, after the game concluded, I'm like, you know, doesn't Portland have to win this series? Right? Like your division rival severely undermanned and you lose? Like you got to blow it up, right? They, they, they have to win this. They, you know, they say Dame is the closest thing to Steph. I'm not trying to trigger y'all. I'm just saying, you know, what what it is, right? But Portland certainly hasn't built around Dame like the Warriors did Steph, right? Iguodala, Draymond, Bogut, Livingston. The Warriors surrounded Steph with big, versatile defenders. All Portland has ever done is double down on offense. So, I mean, Dame for Bam and Hero. <laughs> all, right, all right, I'm getting carried away. I'm getting carried away here, man. Now, this is a shorter one here with uh, only two games last night and one of them being a blowout. But tonight, tonight get the hot sauce out because it's going to be spice. Boston, Brooklyn, Lakers, Suns, Clippers, Mavs. Patrons, I will have a breakdown of one of those games for y'all tomorrow. This is the Hezzy, brought to you by basketballgods.net. I'm out, y'all.